0: Welcome back to the Happy Clients Podcast for the Agency Spotlight Series, episode three. So if you are new here, the Agency Spotlight Series was a way that we could really connect with so many amazing agency owners who are out there doing amazing things for their clients and we really just wanted to see what they were up to and how they built such successful agencies. So we kind of put it out there and said, hey, like from our audience, what agency owner can we interview on the podcast? And we had so many people reach out that we said, all right, this is gonna be a four part series. So this is episode three. I'm so excited to introduce you to the five agencies on this episode. You are gonna learn all different kinds of things of how they work with clients, how they got started, and what kinds of things that they're doing from a tech side behind their business. So without further ado, let's get into episode three of the agencies spotlight series. Our first guest on episode three of the Agency Spotlight series is Jennifer. And Jennifer is a marketing guru who helps build very successful sales funnels using Facebook and LinkedIn ads. And I'm excited for you to learn how she helps scale her clients to six and seven figures using the funnels that her and her team create. So let's get into it and meet Jennifer. Awesome, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. So why don't you give us a lowdown, Jennifer, of who you are, what your agency is all about, and the clients that you serve.
1: Sure, absolutely. First, thank you so much for having me. I love getting out here and just talking all about marketing and the agencies are a lot of fun. So I own virtual marketing experts. We are a digital marketing agency that helps coaches, consultants, and online course creators scale to six and seven figures through funnels and paid traffic. So Facebook ads and LinkedIn ads.
0: Love it. And so how did you get started, Jennifer? Like what's the entrepreneurial journey?
1: So it's a long, bumpy road. I think it is for every entrepreneur. I actually started out as a virtual assistant almost 16 years ago before like virtual assistants were even a thing. So I started out with the real estate agents in the real estate world and spent some time doing that. And then the real estate market busted in the U.S. in around 2008-ish, which meant finding new clients. And at the time, the people who were hiring REAs were all marketers. And I think it's really because this makes me sound so old, but the internet was so young at that time <laughs> I love it. that marketers could really see the benefit of them. So I spent a lot of time kind of learning on the job learning about marketing and how this all works together. And then about five or six years ago, I decided to take it off on my own. I had enough knowledge and enough education on all of this that I felt I could really help my clients and ended up, funny enough, finding a bunch of coaches that just needed help.
0: And so it just grew organically from there. That's so cool. So what does your team look like now? Like who's on your team and what are the roles? Yeah, so I
1: have currently seven
0: teammates, I think.
1: I obviously have my project manager, my operations manager, so she kind of runs all of the team itself. But then I have the ad specialist, so paid traffic, web designers, because we focus on building funnels in WordPress using their CRMs rather than using a lot of the all-in-one platforms. So I have a web developer, graphic designers, copywriters, kind of all of the the pieces that you need to really create a funnel and execute it through paid traffic.
0: That's awesome. And so what are some of the tools that you're using in your agency to manage clients, but also your internal operations? So one of my favorite tools is Asana. Asana. It
1: is a project management tool. I think it's become more and more popular over the years. I've actually been using it since it came out. I had a client that you know, he's like, I need somebody to use this. Sure. So I learned it and I really love it. It's very diverse in how you can set it up. There's all kinds of ways you can do that, but it also allows you to really keep track and communicate with your clients if they're also in there. And so that's one of our top tools. We also, of course, use Slack. I think that's pretty much... Standard for instant messaging to communicate with both our clients and our team members. And then Google Drive, we use G Suites for having all of our clients'
0: information in one location. Nice. I think we're the exact same. Asana, Slack, Google. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned Slack for clients. Do you have Slack for all of your clients or how do you structure that? So it depends on the clients. Some
1: of them are on Slack and some of them just aren't tech inclined and Slack is really confusing for them. So we just use email. (laughs) It just (laughs) depends on the clients. Those that are in Slack, we communicate with probably more than those that are not, that we're just sending emails back and forth. But yeah, we try and make it
0: as easy as possible for the client to reach us. That's awesome. And then Asana, do you use that for client facing or is it just internal? Sometimes
1: we do sometimes
0: sometimes use it for client facing. So we have different levels of
1: working with us and we're working for their whole marketing picture, their systems and everything. We do tend to use Asana for client forward facing. So, you know, other people on their team can put stuff in there if there's problems and that kind of stuff. Mostly
0: it's internal,
1: but there are a couple of our clients that do use it as well.
0: That's awesome. So what are you working on in 2022? What's next for your agency and what are you working towards?
1: Yeah, so we are scaling right now. Um, So we're looking to really hit that seven figure mark for the agency itself. We're in multiple six figures now, which is awesome. And I have like these big goals and dreams for this agency. I really have this belief that coaches have the ability to change the world with their services. And so by helping as many of them as possible, I also get to get a hand in that. So that's kind of our why of what we're doing. And so, yeah, this year it's looking to hit half a million by June and then hopefully by December hit that million dollar mark.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations on your (laughs) growth. Cool. So where can people find you, Jennifer? Learn more about you, learn more about your services and just connect with you further.
1: Yeah. You can
0: reach me at
1: virtualmarketingexpert.com or on pretty much every social media platform. It's virtual marketing experts. We're (laughs) on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Feel free to
0: reach out. I'm always happy to talk marketing and really growing people's businesses. I love it. Thank you so, so much, Jennifer, for jumping on. It was a pleasure to learn more about your agency.
1: It was awesome being here. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks. Our next guest on the Agency Spotlight Series is Tina Hay from Puzzle Media. And Tina started her agency way back in 2012 as a copywriting freelancer and has slowly grown to incorporate more services so that she can serve her clients. And she's based in Australia, and she has a really cool story. So let's get into it and meet Tina. Well, why don't we jump in? Fill us in, Tina, on all the things about you and your agency and how you kind of landed here to be this agency owner.
2: Um, So I started my agency nearly 12 years ago. I started freelancing 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and that quickly sort of built and turned into an agency. At the time, we were just offering copywriting, services and some consulting across strategy. My background up until then was direct marketing and traditional media. So we were doing marketing plans that were incorporating a lot of the above the line style marketing. So newspaper, press, magazine, expos, trade shows, radio, TV, that kind of level. Um, And of course, the copywriting came into it as well. Um, And then from there, in 2013, I started jumping onto the social media bandwagon, which was, you know, the early bandwagon. And I was using it myself and then just started exploring how other businesses were using it. So started getting involved, did a couple of courses with people over in the US, learned a little bit about Facebook ads and started running Facebook ads for us building social media content and offering more services to our clients. And then I was teaching workshops and teaching local business owners how to use social media. And so did that. And then from there, we've just kind of grown out and we now offer a whole array of digital marketing services. So we're full scale, everything from social media strategy, content creation and management, advertising across Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest. Google, YouTube, advertising, we do SEO, um, email marketing, blog writing, all of that good stuff. So yeah, we basically help clients with their, not only their brand awareness, but also building and driving leads to their businesses.
0: Wow. Quite the journey. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it takes a lot to grow an agency and to to build this up. So what does your team look like now inside of the business?
2: Yeah. So we have, we're a small team. There's just seven of us within the business. And then we have an outsource team for our SEO and an outsource team for our Google ads. Everything else we
0: manage in-house. Wow. That's a pretty big team, seven people. Yeah. And what are the different roles that, that each of you play? Yep.
2: Yeah, so we have a social media content manager. We have a VA. We have a media buyer, we have a couple of account managers as well, and then we've got someone that helps with business development and me,
0: of course. Wow, very good. So what are you focused on now in your agency?
2: So my focus is really on building the business, so managing the team and bringing in new business is my focus. And I also have another company where I do online training. I've been teaching people Facebook ads for many years. So teaching people Facebook ads, teaching people how to set up campaigns themselves, teaching people marketing. I do a little bit of coaching in the marketing space as well. A lot of speaking gigs, webinars, that sort of thing. So, yeah, my role is really the training, the sales, and uh, just overseeing everything.
0: That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your clients. So who is your ideal client? Like who are the people that you're really loving working with?
2: Yeah, so we work with a lot of local-based businesses. um, And where we have the most success is local businesses that have multiple locations. So for example, an aesthetic clinic, That has 14 different locations or, you know, we work with trades people in the construction where they have multiple locations and multiple teams that are going out and doing the work. So that's really where we see a lot of potential to support those types of
0: clients. That's awesome. And so inside of the agency, what are some of the systems and processes that you use for managing clients, but also internally? Yeah, sure.
2: So we use um, Asana, So we've been using Asana for many years. I love it. It's brilliant. I know some people like Trello, but I just find it really easy to set things up in there and and track where projects are at a really quick glance, which is really good when you're managing at a higher level and not involved in the day-to-day. We also have different teams involved in different projects. So we use our SEO outsource company that we use Basecamp. So we did in and out of Basecamp for our SEO projects. We use Slack for our team chats and just keeping everyone together because our team is spread out everywhere. So, yeah, we love Slack. We use Agile for our CRM to manage our business development side of things. I'm sure there's a lot more that we use because I know that my accountant is always shouting at me for spending too much on
0: subscriptions. Love that. And so when it comes to actually managing your clients back and forth and onboarding them, who on your team handles that and how does that process work?
2: We have pretty much templated. So they get an email they, that so they, they come up with a contract to begin with. And we get that signed up and all all the financials organized. And then we have an onboarding document that they complete that comes into the team. We then set up our strategy call and then the process goes from there. So we have it pretty much templated and organized as much as we can.
0: Yeah, you have to, especially when you're managing them. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Sometimes we'll do ad hoc projects as well. So we might do a social media strategy for a client that has an internal team creating content with they just need some guidance in terms of what should our content look like what should we be posting about Um, and that's just a kind of one-off so we'll get any one month we might get some retained clients coming on board we'll get some one-off projects coming on board so yeah there's a lot going on at any one time
0: yeah yeah that's amazing (laughs) So what's next in your agency? What are you working towards in 2022? What's on the horizon?
2: Yeah, so we are wanting to grow our team and obviously wanting to bring more clients on board and really grow further into that social media space because it's where we're seeing a lot of really good results, not just on the advertising, but also building content and building engagement organically. I think that has been not on everyone's radar for a little while. I think it's become a lot easier with the likes of Instagram reels and a lot of the new features that Instagram have rubbed out. It's been quite interesting to watch how organic engagement has become a lot more relevant for a lot of our clients, actually. Yeah, Yeah, super exciting.
0: Yeah. So where can people learn more about you and your agency and connect with you further?
2: Yeah. So we're puzzlemedia.com.au um, across socials. We're au. And um, if anyone wants to connect with me, this is Tina Hay across all of my socials. So yeah, come and say hi. And um, yeah, always happy to chat marketing and business.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Tina, for jumping on. It's
2: great to You're connect. you so welcome. Yeah. Really nice to connect with you. Thank you.
0: Yeah next up we have renee and brad from tomahawk and they are amazing they actually focus in the tourism industry so i can imagine you're thinking wow what did they do during covid well we're gonna get into what they do and how they specialize in this industry and how they actually change the game for their clients so this is a really good episode and i can't wait to get into it so why don't we get started if you guys could just fill our audience in on your agency and what your
3: roles are. Um, So Tomahawk is a full-service digital marketing and website development agency. It covers everything within the online space that a tourism operator would need to successfully run their business and if we don't offer it we partner with some really cool companies that do offer it. I alluded already the fact that we are a hundred percent tourism client-led. We only work with with people within that industry across currently New Zealand, Australia, uh, the South Pacific, and we've got a couple of clients in Europe, UK, and and US. But our core is very much in the, the South Pacific, New Zealand, Australia area. We have been around for 11 years. It started very much organically, which we'll get into, but um, my role within the company is officially head of digital, but that is everything from leading the digital performance or the implementation team or the services side of things right through to sometimes rolling up my sleeves and uh, getting in amongst it with clients and brainstorming and chatting about how we can deliver success to our clients.
0: Amazing. A specifically tourism agency. That's amazing.
3: And what yeah. a cool thing to be coming out on the other side of a pandemic, eh? Hey? Definitely. Definitely. It's been a really interesting 18 months, given that we are 100% tourism. And it was an interesting start to the pandemic by where we, we knew that something was going to happen. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what we had no idea and we'd actually just come back off the business trip in Australia and the airport was eerily quiet it was a little creepy and we got back into New Zealand and then within probably a a month, six weeks, we had our first case in New Zealand and things were coasting along. People were positive and optimistic and like, we knew this was coming. Yeah, it went downhill pretty quickly from there. Um, yeah, I bet. yeah,
4: Before we get too far down the COVID rabbit hole, uh, I should probably have <laughs> jumped in and yes. add something too. So, uh, so as Renee uh, mentioned, I'm pretty new, still got my trainer wheels on. Well, and truly. so week four, I think it is now. I've come in as the head of partnerships. We're still trying to figure out what uh, exactly that entails. um, But broadly, it's all about client relationships. So my background isn't digital marketing or digital agencies. It's more on the strictly the tourism marketing side. Uh, So working with, for the likes of Tourism New Zealand, from 100% Pure brands and running an operator here in Auckland, Auckland Whale and Dolphin Safari. So coming at it from the sort of the operator side and also the destination management side as well. So there's a whole, uh, one of the big pieces with COVID in New Zealand is this whole regenerative tourism model and some really amazing paradigm shifts going on in terms of how tourism is viewed in New Zealand, which is really cool to be a part of. So uh, jumping over to Tomahawk, it's all about... As head of partnerships, it's all about working with our lovely industry and just leveraging those relationships that I have, I guess. And so I'm quite a unique position at the moment, and I kind of uh, preface anything I say in this call, really, because I'm really new to the the whole digital agency scene. And so the good part about that is that I see things from a kind of a fresh slash very simple point of view, and I like to keep things simple. So.
3: I love it. That's
4: so exciting. Mm. Just having an opportunity to actually kind of refresh our approach in managing and looking after our engagement team and actually being able to learn. And that's why we signed up for the Dot & Co program because uh, getting some understanding of what's involved on the tools, obviously, but then hoping to get some ideas and some inspiration around process and models to make sure that we're in best practice.
0: That's awesome. And how exciting that obviously the tourism industry is coming back. If you're new, you're coming in, you're sparking up this new role and you guys are getting back to it. Like, wow, that's just gets me excited to travel, which is fantastic. So let's dig in. And I want to hear a little bit more about your services and what you actually do for your clients on a monthly, quarterly basis when it comes to their marketing, like what what services are you offering?
3: Yeah, definitely. So we offer everything from the traditional out-of-the-box SEO, Google search, display, remarketing, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, organic, or campaign bill I'd say they're pretty stock standard in the sense that most agencies offer those. But what we love to layer in on that is the fact that everyone within the team has either worked with a tourism company, really passionate about tourism, or really lean into the space that we are 100% tourism. And so when customers do come and work with us, it's not just that we're experts in our field within Google um, or within Facebook, it's that we're experts in our field with very specific tourism lens. And so what we measure as KPIs or success might be different to an agency down the road that have an all customer base. So whether it's automotive Architecture or tourism, so it allows us to be really niche
4: in that aspect within our service suite. That's awesome. From my point of view, coming from sort of that marketing strategy background, it also allows us to push back on clients and go, "What are you actually trying to achieve here?" Rather than just be focused strictly on the metrics, it's, "Hey, what are we actually trying to do as part of the bigger picture here?"
3: Yeah, yeah. challenge the why exactly. and keep them thinking about it as well. Because So often clients will come to us and be like this is what I want and it's like what are you trying to achieve here and they might be trying to achieve bookings but the campaign idea that they've got is very top of the funnel very dream phase and actually in fact they're going to be unhappy if we were to run with that campaign so it's really yeah, challenging
4: to break point challenging they're to do this what are you trying to achieve Mm -hmm. Or it might be as simple as I'm trying to free up some time to actually have a life outside of this (laughs) this tourism operation. And, you know, that's actually why I'm engaging with you is to take some stuff off my plate.
0: That's awesome. Don't we all want more time, eh? (laughs) So when it comes to actually servicing these clients, what are some of the systems and processes that you have in place? Like, are you using project management softwares or what is kind of the day-to-day operations inside the agency look like?
3: Yeah, definitely. So two and a half years ago, uh, switched across to HubSpot and not an advert for HubSpot at all um, but it was very much that we'd tried a number of different CRM tools and we dabbled with HubSpot in the past and it didn't quite work and so we strategically got out of that contract and then we're like hey actually let's give this another go. So jumped in and very much it's become our central source of truth from a customer engagement standpoint. It allows the team flexibility over hey I'm not available. I'm traveling to see this client. Someone else can come in and support really easily. And it's just been a great house for everything pretty much um, within that client facing space. In terms of internal, because obviously, you know, you've got the tire, so to speak, but what does the wheel look like? And so we use Mavenlink. And again, this was better than probably about 18 months ago. So both relatively new. That's been a great tool in the sense that it allows us full transparency over different areas of the business. So I mentioned at the start that, yes, we've got the digital agency or the services side of the business, but we have got a full stack of developers, designers in-house as well. And so often a lot of projects will touch over both sides of the business. It might be that we're building a new website it has to be SEO friendly. And then on Go Live, there's a Google search campaign to get some people to the site or a social campaign to build awareness. So Mavenlink allows us to have that cross-team visibility really nicely. That's cool. Any systems or processes that you might add soon? I'm going to let Brad answer this question because <laughs> he's coming in with fresh eyes
4: and obviously um, the Don co
3: partnership <laughs> is part of that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
4: Over to you, Brad. Look, I'm still very much in the early processes of learning about how things work. And I think the key for me is just simplicity. It's simple done well. When you first start a new role, one of the first things that happens is you get these emails with all these different platforms, sign up, sign in here. And I think it's important to make sure that the really basic information of, hey, this is what this thing does is communicated pretty quickly and how that whole ecosystem of, platforms fit together. One of the the challenges that I'm sure isn't unique to a Tomahawk is you can tell the team and teach the team how a tool is supposed to be used. And in an ideal world, that's how it's used. And that's how it's designed to be used across different platforms and how it fits in with the jigsaw. Whether that's actually how the individual (laughs) uses that tool, just for whatever reason, because that's how it works for them is a whole nother story. So it's, it's making sure that you're aligned in how you use that tool across the team. As you know, I've just started the DOT & Co Cam School and I got through the first couple of modules, which I guess is sort of that introduction level. And I'm really excited to get to the, the DOT method and all that sort of really juicy stuff in terms of how to manage clients well in those relationships and set and exceed those expectations how the communication can be optimised and how personally from how a workload and time management point of view can happen. I've come from uh, destination management planning for the last 18 months, which is big, juicy destination management plans. So you're spending 120 hours on this document that pulls together all sorts of inputs around how the visitor economy impacts the community. And so those are really big beasts, like slow-moving, I can spend a day, maybe half a day, actually working out the framework of a report, right? Of how that output looks. Moving into an environment which is very spinning plates, go, 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 go. So it's all about getting that mindset change, but also learning what tools are available. And again, coming at it from fresh eyes and seeing where the gaps are and how I can help my team their day-to-day optimization. So I'm excited to learn about those tools that may be available because I don't know what I don't know. So
0: yeah, that's so cool. Like coming from the same industry, but like a totally different lens, which is really cool. And I think all those things will definitely make sense when you're going through cam school and then you're building systems and processes inside the agency, which is the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. It's really
4: exciting to be able to have that opportunity just to take a look at with fresh eyes and And shake it up a bit but also take my team along that journey with me not just Mm -hmm. sort of come in all guns blazing I think there was a of danger of if I and that's the benefit of not having digital marketing and cam experience is that there's not a um, danger of me coming in all guns blazing going this is how I do it that's right how it needs to be done it's actually growing and learning with the team so Mm -hmm. I can be at their level almost, and and sort of share the insights and the learnings with them as we go, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So tell us, what does your team look like, the actual structure of your agency? So do you have account managers? Do you have media buyers? Like kind of, what does that look like?
4: From my team, and again, we're in sort of a state of flux at the moment. The tourism industry in New Zealand, as you can appreciate, has been all over the show for the last 18 months or so. And there's been quite a bit of government-led funding, like digital enablement programs coming through, which has been really great. So lots of strategy, lots of help and, and support for our operators in terms of, okay, using this time to sort of get their ducks in a row and get an overarching strategy and approach in place. And so that happens in various forms in terms of funding channels and support networks. And so we've set up our team. At the moment, the team's split across to service those different channels that work's coming through. So we have an organisation in New Zealand called Qualmark, which is very closely, it's it's part of Tourism New Zealand. Uh, it's all about quality, if you like. And so that's a lot of the funding has in terms of business supports come through that. And then there's some other channels as well. So some of our team are purely focused on pushing through those programmes out of that. So working with operators and whole different, range of shapes and sizes could be mum and dad operators to larger organizations, but we've got a, a team solely dedicated to that. And then we've also got, I guess, the more sort of traditional cams over to one side doing our SLAs. And so part of the the thinking is as things continue to be very dynamic and changeable at the moment, we're moving towards away from the strategy side and more of the implementation of that strategy. So that's really exciting from a digital marketing perspective and it's also really exciting from the client perspective because they're over strategy to to put it bluntly they've had 12 to 18 months of strategies and now they just want to get stuff done and they want to see that dial moved. so we can start actually running campaigns for them and getting you know ticking those boxes which is really great The future of that structure is is something that I'm currently working through, and the good news is that we've got some really awesome people in our team, and I believe that their skill sets can become a bit more well-rounded, and I see opportunities for them to not be so siloed in their work, but also be able to grow and learn, and there's a whole lot of other different benefits that um, can come from that sort of refresh of that model, so it's going to be good.
3: Yeah. Which um, does lead nicely into the fact that the agency is in that growth space, which is really lovely. And coming off the back of what has been an interesting few months, we've taken a lot of insights from that work that we've done. And digital's fast-paced, it's nimble, it's changing all the time. And so being able to adapt and change with it over these last few months has been really important. But then being able to take those opportunities or take what we have learned into the future is also really exciting. And so from Brad's side across to the digital performance team or the the implementation team, it's a really organic approach in the sense that we've got a a team and they'll come in and be involved with client comms and meetings where they need to be. And again, they'll jump back in and knuckle down when they need to as well. How the, the services side of the business really came about was such an organic process. And it started in the sense that when John and Gina, so John and Gina are the company owners, the company directors, when they formed Tomahawk 10, 11 years ago, the services side of the business didn't actually exist. It was a booking engine targeted to oh, nice. medium-sized um, businesses or accommodation providers. So that was Gina's part. John's side of the business was really around big development projects and lots of different areas. But where we started to drill down and where Tomahawk came in to, to be what it is today was in that airline space. And so naturally people started saying, well, we've got this really cool website, but what do we do with it now? And so Gina would talk to them about SEO and about how you've got to be on Google and um, how social media is starting to really pick up. And they're like, cool, but who does that? Like, we don't know who to go to next. And so it kind of came from those conversations. And I wasn't with the company at the time, but John and Gina talk about this moment where Gina said, John, we need someone full-time in social media. And I was like, what, are you serious? She's like, yeah, like we're going to need someone in that space. And one became four really quickly and across that digital team. And when I joined, we were a team of eight and it's just really growing and, and from there. So it's been a very organic process. And that's what I think, you know, lends really well to the nature of the team is that everything is very, collaborative we work together on the direction and to brad's point he's learning about how things are working but able to layer it in with fresh eyes and and create some process and structure around that but it is very much we take the team on the journey it's not we tell the team what to do
0: yeah I love that
3: that's amazing
0: well where can our audience find you guys learn more about tomahawk
3: yeah, nice. So, um, we host a bi weekly podcast ourselves or a webinar type series. It is obviously solely for the tourism market, but we call it WTF. What are the facts? We kind of debunk some little random tidbits each fortnight. Obviously, across on LinkedIn. <laughs> don't need to be any clear <laughs> link everything that. up yeah um and our website as well so those are the three places that we play mostly awesome well yeah. thank you
0: Renee no thank you
3: Brad for coming
0: on our podcast it was great yeah. to get an inside scoop into
3: an agency focused around tourism <laughs> it's not a problem thank you for having us yeah thank you so much <laughs>
0: Next up, we have Vina from Digital Street, and her background is actually really unique. She started way back and has always worked inside of the agency world, starting it at McCann in India, and she has worked her way through every platform, through every up and down of every platform that we've seen. So now she has an amazing business and I'm really excited for you to hear her entrepreneurial story and learn how she got to where she is today. So I will introduce you to Vina. So tell me more about how you started your business and how you got to be a business owner and start to freelance. Sure. So Tara, I've always worked with
5: advertising agencies. I started my career with McCann in India, and then I moved up to... With Leo Burnett, I worked for a few years, and uh, FCB, and I managed some beautiful accounts in those companies. There were brands from the Coca-Cola company, then there was the Indian Premier League, which was like a cricket thing, the entire T20, first ones to start there, Uh, Then Hewlett Packard and a range of other brands. So when I started my career, ATL was the thing, above the line advertising was the buzzword. And digital was just starting off. And and at that time, I worked on some portals in India. That was my first exposure to start working on some TV advertising for websites. So I come back from those times. (laughs) And then I moved to Dubai with my family. And again, you know, I worked with uh, agencies there for a while. But that's where my entrepreneurial journey really started. I started my own portal business on my website where I would connect parents with tutors and activity centers and so that was like in 2012 or something so that was like my first step real step into my entrepreneurial journey and even despite being from an agency I was bitten by agencies there so I hired someone to do my Google ads and SEO. And it was Google AdWords at that point in time. And people used to call it PPC rather than uh, a Google ads or, or whatever. And uh, SEO was like really, really big in those days. And Facebook was limited to Facebook page lights. That was the thing. when. So I started when I used to pay like five cents for a page light. <laughs> can you um, imagine? Can you imagine five cents? And oh. now we've come a long way. So that's when I decided someone with my knowledge was also getting burnt by digital agencies. And I decided to take charge and learn it myself. So I started doing Google ads. So before I started working on Facebook ads, I started working on Google AdWords. You know, I learned on the job. I just, you know, used to watch YouTube tutorials and execute, do it on my own business and see what is really happening and learned everything on the job and then gradually started enrolling for courses, etc. So other friends would see who were also getting into the education business or some other business. And they said, oh, you, you know, we see your website everywhere. How, how are you managing it? And then I said, all right, okay, I'll help you out. So something which started off as consultancy as helping out others finally took shape as my own business. So when I moved to Australia, all those people moved with me and I had to sell off my other business in Dubai and move here. And eventually I thought, all right, all good. Let me just set up my agency. So I, I worked primarily as a freelancer when I came here. And once you start getting work, word of mouth, your agency grows. And since I had so much experience from being from an agency background and I worked with all the top agencies and exactly new clients face in a top agency, how you just become another number in the books. What I really realized was a dearth of talent of people really who understand advertising per se, because for me, digital was just another platform. basics remain the same so it was easy for me to make that transition to platforms come and go we know today there's Facebook tomorrow there might be TikTok we don't know we all know how platforms come and go it's just that how you adapt your communication to the medium right so I think that foundation has really
0: helped me grow from one step at a time and grow in that journey in that sense That's amazing. So now, since you've started on your own, what are you doing now? You said that you're doing a lot of freelance or how are you servicing your clients? So I started off freelancing,
5: but now what has happened is that I have gradually managed to build a small uh, team as well. And I also have contractors working for me now for copywriting. We have people, we have Google ads, Facebook ads primarily, I only do them for strategy, et cetera, or creative. I've tried to build a team based out of contractors because they can be anywhere in the world, right? And, th- and that's the advantage of my agency is we are there 24-7. We are Australia-based, but... I service clients in the UK, in the US, because in the Slack channel, someone from the team would reply to you. So you're not waiting for another 24 hours for someone in Australia wake up to in the morning and reply to your messages when you are in the US. So someone from the team would just reply. And again, that's the future, right? Remote working, remote learning. We never thought we are going to say, uh, have uh, Zoom classes or people in Australia globally buying properties on Google Meets. So I think that's where uh, the future is. And we can be anywhere today, right? And that's the basis of my agency as well, because I love that flexibility for myself. And I see people being more productive when you give them
0: that uh, advantage of working from anywhere, uh, anytime. Yeah, it's such an amazing feature now, like not even because of COVID, just because of technology that we can you know, you and I are connecting from across the world and then you get to serve clients all over the world and have team members. It's just so amazing. So, so, so great. So what is next for you and your business? Where are you taking it in 2022? So I have some amazing plans. Like I was telling you, there's a
5: shift I'm working for the agency now. So the agency specializes in e-commerce businesses for fashion, beauty, lifestyle, fitness. And, and this is a neat gap I have really identified in the market today is whether you're a big brand or a small brand, the biggest issue everyone faces is one is the right talent. And I think no one understands it more than you do because a part of your business is to connect people with the right talent. And I think that's one right talent and people willing to learn as well. Because in our industry, nothing changes as rapidly as the Facebook or the Google algorithm. We that's, that's right. <laughs> so my goal is also to have some kind of mentoring for business owners. So in one way, we run your ads, etc. But we also want to mentor your teams as to how to evaluate your agencies. Because there are so many fly-by-night operators, I see even here, you know, mid-sized agencies, big agencies, the kind of talent they have is pitiful because they don't know half the things and they're not ready to learn. So my job is to educate a a corporate entity, a marketing team or a business owner on how to get the best out of your agency as well. Basically, you can't monitor them 24-7 and you should not even be micromanaging them but what are the things you should look for while hiring? What can you really do in your day-to-day operations with them? And eventually, what are your KPIs that you should really evaluate them on? And, and a lot of businesses hadn't had an agency earlier or a contractor earlier on their books. And now with you know COVID changing everything, we've seen businesses that have never advertised before advertising now. So And they need things like this because every second day I get an email that, We were working with XYZ agency. We've been burned. Can you hand manage our account for us? So why have you been burned? Because expectations were not set right from day one. So how to set expectations? What to really do? So that's one thing I'm really, really interested in exploring in 2022 for businesses. And in terms of businesses, of course, we have a very, very specific niche. We work with e-commerce stores specializing in fashion, beauty, and lifestyle, and fitness brands. So the idea is how to take them into the next level of meta, (laughs) which is basically how to use AIs for your store. So that's another big thing I really want to start exploring for businesses. So there is one thing that you do your paid traffic and the next is how to get AI and things like augmented reality into your uh, business. And especially if you are a fashion store or a beauty store, seeing those demos online, et cetera, with augmented reality, will be the next uh, step for any e-commerce business.
0: Wow, that's so exciting. So many fun things on the go for you in 2022.
5: Yeah, I I have, you know, big plans, big dreams. And I really hope uh, all goes well. Fingers crossed.
0: Of course it will. Well, Uh, Vina, where can people find you and your business and learn more about what you're up to?
5: So they can connect with me on LinkedIn or my Facebook page or Instagram. I can drop in. I can yep, share we'll link share the everything. handles with you. So my agency is Digital Street AU. There are a lot of digital streets out there, but mine is Digital Street AU. Yeah. So anyone can feel free to connect with me
0: there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Spotlight Series and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Good to connect with you. And last but definitely not least is Anna Frapwell from Neon Digital Clicks. So Anna and her team specialize in everything digital marketing, but they make sure that every single client gets the service that they need. So they're not going to recommend Facebook ads to everyone, nor are they going to recommend TikTok ads. And I really like this approach, how Anna treats all of her clients from a very high level, strategic level. So let's get into it and introduce you to Anna. Um, So why don't we get started and why don't you tell us all about your agency, Anna, and how you got started?
6: Sure. I am the founder of Neon Digital Clicks and we are a digital marketing agency. So we support our clients with all sorts of digital marketing activity from Facebook and Instagram ads, email marketing, bots for e-commerce, Google ads, TikTok ads. And the point of that is we offer our clients what we think works for them. So it's not a case of kind of everyone gets a Facebook ads campaign if that's not the right strategy for them and their business. We are able to utilize all our different skills to make sure that ultimately what we do creates the the best performance for them. We are a very small team. So there are, we're all remote and we work with the teams all over the world as well, which I think is lovely and works really, really well. So there's about six of us in total. It's a great team. Everyone has their very specialist core areas. And we only work with Shopify brands, so people, so e-commerce brands that are on Shopify. Email marketing is on Klaviyo. So we've kind of really niched from that point of view. It's kind of naturally evolved over time that the majority of our clients are in the parenting baby kids e-commerce sector, oh,
0: um, cool.
6: which, yeah, so that's kind of where we sit. We have others outside of that, but yeah, we have about 75% of them are in that that sector.
0: Cool. So how did you get into that sector? Like what got you to focus in on the babies and e-com side? It's it's an interesting one, actually, because it's naturally evolved
6: over time. And I think The reason I set up Neon is I was working for a company at the time. I was a marketing manager at a company and I was pregnant and I'd always had this dream to have my own agency. I've worked with lots of really big agencies and large brands in the UK. I was an account director at McCann Ericsson, uh, which is a worldwide advertising agency. So, you know, big history in kind of agency life but also in-house for big brands and I'd always wanted to set up my own thing and it's one of those things that I suppose when you have an adverse situation it puts you in that position of okay it's now or never so I had a situation with my employee at the time I was about to give birth and my job got relocated and all those kind of things and I thought actually do you know what this is my opportunity to do that thing I've always talked about now's the time to do it So Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant with my youngest, so he had him and then literally about three months afterwards, Neon started. Wow. Um, Yeah, and it really scaled significantly during the UK's first lockdown. That was the point at which things really turned and we started to ramp up pace and we ramped up what we were doing. The reason why we're kind of, I think we've fallen into the niche All of the employees, everyone that works at Neon are all parents. Mm -hmm. We understand that niche completely. Mm -hmm. We are able to put ourselves in that kind of wants, needs, headspace of those Mm purchasers. So we're able to kind of really get the most out of the activity we do for our Mm -hmm. clients. And and that's one of the things actually that is often said during sales calls with Mm -hmm. new prospects and leads is, oh my God, you really get this. Mm -hmm. And it's
0: because we really genuinely do. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's so cool. So how is your team set up at Neon right now? Like what roles do you have? Who's playing in each role? How is your agency structured? Yeah. So we
6: have three media buyers. We have someone responsible for email marketing. And so that's their core kind of the setup and builds of email marketing campaigns we have a business manager who is kind of Nina's amazing and I don't know what to do without her because she kind of just keeps things ticking over her gift game is strong so that's always helpful in Slack messages when someone (laughs) has got a really good strong gift game she's our business manager and she kind of Gets all that makes all the, sure all the processes and the standard operating procedures are all being set up as they should be. And we use a couple of contractors. We pull in for website audits for any developer if we need some
0: support from a developer. We have contractors that we're very aligned with as well. Very good. That's awesome. So when it comes to the actual services, I want to talk about TikTok ads. I'm just really curious. <laughs> How are those working for you and what kind of things are resonating with the audiences that you're targeting? So I'm sure you're fully
6: aware iOS 14 caused Mm -hmm. some uh, challenges, let's say. Things have changed entirely in terms of how we approach things. We, We talk very much about the kind of importance of having the right foundations in your business in order to make things like Facebook And Instagram ads work hard. And so that's why we make sure everyone that comes on board with us, if they're not already set up on Clavio, it's almost like it's not really an option. You need Mm. to be set up on Clavio. So there are certain foundational elements that we make sure that everyone has in place. And then once those foundations are in place, we find that things like Facebook and Instagram advertising, Google ads, TikTok ads all perform infinitely better, as you would expect. We utilize different things for different clients. So like we've got one client that is really big in the crafting. So it's, it's kids prints and kids uh, fabrics, but for crafters. So Google ads work particularly well for them. If people are search crafters are searching for specific things. And we kind of use those together with Facebook ads. We've got a number of subscription box clients who are in the kids space tiktok ads are brilliant for subscription boxes because okay you can have the unboxing videos it, it's a really great content engaging content that works particularly well on tiktok because it looks great natively but then we can pull those ads through and run them
0: as mm. pull
6: those posts
0: through and run them as ads as well cool that's awesome i've been very curious about how tiktok ads are running so i was like oh that's a good one to dig into yeah definitely. um Yeah, so obviously we geek out a lot on processes. So what kind of tools or processes do you have in place when it comes to managing clients?
6: Yeah, so we have, we predominantly use email for communication with clients. And that's kind of processed out in that we do our weekly reporting with clients. We have monthly strategy calls and We tend to keep all of that on email because it just makes it easier to share with the team and keeping it all in one place. We've tested having clients in Slack and things like that, and it just hasn't worked for us. So we keep client comms in email, internal comms are on Slack. So we use Slack for that. It's kind of like chat between teams, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then our kind of project management systems are all in ClickUp. So they're the kind of three tools that we use consistently on a daily basis. Awesome. And then client onboarding. Do you have that streamlined of how
0: you yeah, onboard so clients? We, uh,
6: yeah. So we use Dubsado at the moment, but we're moving over to go high level. So we've kind of got one foot in go high level and one foot into Dubsado and they need to kind of all shift <laughs> over. But the whole setup. So from the moment we're chatting to a lead, they go through and they decide that they want to start working with us that is all processed out in terms of, you know, they receive a number of questionnaires so that we can dig even deeper into their business and um, their contract is then fired out through Dubsado and then invoicing and that all happens. And then that, then the knock-on effect of that is then it fires having their G drive set up. So there's a shared drive and all of those things, there's a mixture of a bit of human element, but a lot of it's actually automated. And we have a whole process set up on ClickUp that, kind
0: of just gets followed and it's like boom, 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 boom. geeking out on this i love it you're so organized <laughs> so what's next for neon in 2022 what are your goals what are you working towards
6: yeah so we're looking at growth we're looking at potentially bringing another team member certainly on media buying so that's something i'm quite heavily focused on at the moment is that recruitment element And yeah, looking to scale the business really and take it forward from that point of view. We've also just brought in, because one of the the things that we were identifying on a lot of sales calls is we were speaking to quite a few kind of businesses that were trucking along at like 10K a month sales. So they were quite small and our service wasn't really hitting the mark in terms of it wasn't quite what they needed at that time in their business. So we've actually created an offer for people to help them get from 10k to 30k so that once they're at 30k they're ready to be scaled so Mm. we'll be putting a lot more focus and emphasis on that as well
0: exciting that's awesome lots of good stuff on the horizon yeah no it's cool it's exciting yeah so where can people learn more about you and neon and reach out to connect further Yes, we've got a website, but our Instagram is
6: probably where most people go to find us, if I'm honest. So it's at Neon Digital Clicks. And Mm. that is where we get most of our engagement, most of our leads come through there. If you head to our website, which is neondigitalclicks.co.uk, there's a form so you can complete the form if you want to kind of get on a call to have a chat about your business, find out more about what you do, what you want to achieve and what
0: your goals are. So yeah, that's how you make mm-hmm. in Awesome. Well thank you so much Anna for jumping on. It was a pleasure to mm-hmm. finally meet you and learn more about Neon. No problem. Thank
6: you very much for your time.
0: Pierce, the happy client.